heresy, and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Master Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Estvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favorite son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. All right, what's going on out there, guys? This is Chris with RFI. What's going on, guys? This is Michael with uh, Radio Free Istvan, broadcasting out of Victoria, Texas. How's y'all? How you doing, Chris? How you doing? Um, doing great, man. Doing great. Doing uh, after a fun day at the beach for work. I'm uh, kind of recovering now. So. Well, you had like a beach day for work. Yeah, dude. We had a had a uh, leadership meeting. Um, or my company actually owns some property in Rockport. So we went down there, it's on the beach. And uh, so we had a pavilion where we had our meetings all day. And then uh, the last hour, hour and a half, my big boss was like, oh, we should play volleyball. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> you I don't know, Janice from accounting, she has some <laughs> some weak knees. Uh, yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking, I have some weak knee shit, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was fun, man. We played, uh, of course, we had gone in shorts and, and tennis shoes so it was kind of a, a very casual day from that aspect but yeah we got out there and uh tore up the uh, volleyball court for for a little bit and uh man dude i yeah i've realized how out of shape i am after doing that <laughs> you just had to like have a cigarette every few minutes or what i mean i felt like it and i was halfway through i was like well, where's the beer at i mean if we're at least give us that but uh no all we had was water so but uh, it was fun, man. We had a, had a good time. Um, my team, uh, we won our first game and then lost the second game. We were only supposed to play one game, mind you, but I think my big boss was on my team. And I think she was like, oh, we'll play one game, thinking they're like, oh, we're going to dominate. And so we did. And then she's like, well, let's give them a chance to to try to, to, to get a win back. So we played our second game and we lost. So then, that, then we had to play a third game. And I was like, oh, this is never going to end because I was ready to get on the road and come back home. <laughs> and uh, so we played a third game. And by that point, people were just dragging ass because you have some people that, you know, they work out, they're in shape. You know, this is, you know, being active. Uh, dude, I play Warhammer. Um, I work inside. I'm, I'm not the most athletic person in the world. So, yeah, we were, uh, the last game did not go well. But So they like, they completely just, like ringered you like they, uh, they volleyball sharked y'all guys <laughs> yeah it was kind of close man the uh the first game we won pretty handily second game was close and the third game dude, they were just taking off with it because because like you're like a, a pretty a, a decent size a decent level boss in your your job right so yeah, yeah so like you had your boss there so like they were up there as well so they're probably like you know what let's not smoke our bosses the first game like let's let's go ahead and throw the te- like let's, let's go ahead and you know well th- these were all so this meeting it was all it was all myself and it was peers of mine throughout our region so Uh-oh. um all of us were on the same level and then our big boss was there and she was on my team so yeah it was it got really competitive there was a lot of shit talking i was not expecting that 
Yeah, that makes sense. You're so. you're, bi- you're big boss. Nobody wants to nobody wants to show up the big boss. Yeah, but towards the end they were, dude. And uh, <laughs> of course, I went to the car, got my Ray Bans out, had a little uh, had a little Top Gun moment there. So I was wondering if you were gonna have some sort of Top Gun <laughs> reference there. Yeah, I'm a friend of mine, Stephen, that uh, works at one of the other other locations. Uh, he he got his Ray Bans, and so we ended up across from each other, and uh, so we were trading Top Gun quotes. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> No, no one else seemed to find the humor in it. I don't know if they're just a bunch of lame asses or what, but which is appropriate when you play volleyball. I don't <laughs> yeah. see how they don't understand that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's on. It's in the beach code. Yeah, exactly, dude. I was, you know, gonna take off my shirt, but I was like, no, I don't want to take it too far. So left <laughs> the shirt on. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was a good day. But by the time I got home, dude, I was I was ready to relax. So went and uh, got some Mexican food with my wife, and I uh, came back and. I'm enjoying a glass of wine. I actually had to do a little work uh, before we started the podcast, so that's what I was doing before you called. Mm-hmm. So, how about yourself, man? How's your day going? Day, man, going good. I came home and uh, I had a couple of leviathans waiting for me. So, nice. I was like, you know what? Let me start. Let me start bathing these bad boys. And so I bathed them and like like children, like brand new children, fresh from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And now I'm assembling them. Well, I'm assembling one of them. Giving so the, him. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm giving him the the dual dual storm cannon. Well, so that's what I was about to ask. I said, are, are we seeing more death blossom, or are you going to go in a different direction with these guys? Yeah, this guy will be a death blossom, and the other guy will be a siege claw graviton. Uh, grab bombard oh nice so so yeah man i'm uh getting these guys together these are going to be my blood angels so kind of kind of looking for some assault cannon titties to put on oh yeah you got, i was gonna say you've got to do that but i'm also curious i really want to see when you get that grab bombard on the table because i i faced one at adepticon but uh, i managed to immobilize him around one <laughs> so I just left him in a, his corner of the table and didn't mess with him and he couldn't do anything so I really didn't get to see how, how brutal that grab bombard was going to be in, in play so mess like you feel bad when you do shit like that I, I kind of I'm not going to lie I did a little bit because I mean he was ready to march across and do some work to me and uh, I hit him with the uh, the um, the laser destroyer uh, vindicator Oh yeah, that's so. Forgot you you had the opportunity to run a model that you don't own or (laughs) that you've never played before. Yeah, it was a. It was either that or I was going to say my missing uh, Venator was invisible. Um, So the uh, TOs thought it was best that I did not run an invisible Venator, and uh, I got got a loaner vehicle. So yeah, it was uh, I think I talked about it before, but that, that vehicle is sweet, man. I can't wait to get get a couple for my army. And uh, yeah, dude, he, he popped that Leviathan, immobilized him immediately, and all they could do was just sit there and watch my army run like right out of reach. And just to see real quick, did that did that Leviathan come in a drop pod or was it just like? Nope, he was on foot. Who the like what? I don't know. That's the, the only thing I can figure is you know we we were playing two thousand points, and uh, you know I, I didn't talk to my opponent about why he didn't put him in a drop pod, but my assumption 
would probably be look, you know, when I was looking at the rest of his army, that he just, I mean, that was like, well, I don't have the points. So rather than skimp somewhere else, I'm going to put him on foot and hope I can get him up and into grips uh, with the enemy. But, uh, dude, I wasn't going to let that happen. I did not want that guy anywhere near me. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, just the claw and the grab bombard. I was like, no good could come of that. So. Yeah, you know, just like, the the claw is like the least terrifying thing to me. Like I get it, you know, it does it does a whole bunch of wounds because it makes you bleed, but you know, it it it's got a it's got a whole lot of like tax behind it, you know. It's, yeah, it's got to get there. There's a whole bunch of stuff it has to do before you get to actually get to use it, and so. Well, that's true. That's true. I, yeah, I I see that. I don't know. I mean, we we we've had so much talk about the. Uh, the death blossom uh version um just the sight of other weapons on it i was like oh my gosh what's it gonna do what can it do to me just <laughs> keep it away i don't, I don't even want to deal with it keep it keep it over there and uh yeah it's just how how it happened to work out but uh he made it easy for you <laughs> yeah he did man I'm, I'm not gonna lie any 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 leviathans in my, in my army are gonna have to run a drop pod because after seeing that i was like oh man that many points stuck round one um, and, and I couldn't kill him. That was the thing that sucked. But after that, I could not kill him because I tried because I wanted to just like, oh, let me just get this guy out of the way so I, I can maneuver that side of the table. But I could not kill him to save my life. It was like the, I got that one great shot on him and the rest of it, you know, he's getting his involves and all that good stuff. So that's sick, dude. That's, yeah, that's that's a, that's like, oh, that's a <laughs> night. That's a nightmare scenario, like for any gamer is to have that much points just locked up at the other end of the table. <laughs> just Yeah. Could, you know, and I think we've all had it happen. I know I've had it happen before. It's usually with a tank of some sort. Um, yeah, I've had it happen with a Venator. I've had it happen with uh, my Creos Venators with my Canicom a couple of times. Just get immobilized immediately, and you're like, well, hopefully somebody will wonder within range and arc at some point. <laughs> you're like, like you have to tell them, look dead. Look dead. <laughs> just shh, 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 shh. Yeah. Oh no, we're just terrain. We're just terrain. Gotcha, gotcha, Spartan. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna pull some shit on top of you, and uh, hopefully everybody walks past you. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly how you have to play that one. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, well, that's cool, man. I, I've got to give me some leviathans. That's all my. I've got a list of things that I, I need to order the next time I do an order, and the leviathan is near the top. Yeah, man, I I could not uh, see a Fury of the Ancients list without Leviathan. So, oh, very true, very true. You gotta have that in there. I'm running running two of them, both drop potting in. One's gonna be the Grab Bombard for anti Terminator, and the Death Blossom is anti everything else. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Actually, I went by uh, Goldmine Games on what day was that this week? That was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you know, I left. Uh, left my job my my place in Houston and like before I came back to Victoria I swung by gold mine which is like just right on the way out you know it's in Richmond so mm-hmm. swung by there picked up this red paint like uh if you go to the South Texas Facebook page all you guys listening you can see uh Ryan Kimmel posted up some blood angels and I don't know did you see those bikes pretty that he posted up yeah yeah I saw that those were those were so sharp so yeah, he uh, he hooked me up with the, uh, the the paint recipe to paint like that, and so I was like, "Yep, that's how I'm gonna do it." So that whole uh, 
uh, kind of candy coat that I was going for mm-hmm. is out the window after I saw that. So I got you. But it's going to be some – because I've actually never done well, – I've never taken the time to do line highlighting. Right. And so, like, that whole process that he does takes a lot of that line highlighting. So I'm actually – got a whole learning curve ahead of me here but you know That's when you a, oh like, sorry go ahead, go ahead yeah like you know when you have all the like everything in front of you and like you're just kind of intimidated because mm-hmm. it's, it's like you know it's like it's like uh like cooking a recipe you're like it's all there but you know you're not gonna whip out a non-burned like filet mignon your first time so. <laughs> no that's that's exactly right i line highlighting is for me, my hands aren't that steady, and I, I think I've talked about that on here before. And so, line highlighting for me is extremely challenging. Uh, that's one of the deals that, uh, if it happens and it looks good, it's probably because my wife did it. <laughs> it's her her hands are like rock steady, so she can get in there and get that get that perfect. Whereas me, uh, depending on depending on the, the day or time of day, uh, it might look okay or it might look. Uh, look like one of those earthquake generators, you know, those earthquake things that they show in the movies when the earthquakes come in and the lines drawn on a piece of paper. Oh, the, uh, oh, what is that called? I, I, I don't know. I, I had it and then it just went out of my line. I'm sure uh, someone's listening. Si- seismograph. Oh, there you go. Yeah, seismograph. So, <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe mine doesn't look that bad, but in my mind, when I'm looking at it, I was like, oh, this is utter shit. Um, so then I call my wife. I was like, can you do this? <laughs> she can do it. She's like, of course I can go, <laughs> go make you, go make you some neat. I'll, yeah. I'll take care of this. Yeah. Pour, pour yourself a drink. Yeah. <laughs> be all right. Hell yeah. So what you, what you been working on, man, besides having your fun beach day? Oh man. Uh, well, so this week, um, I put together my Darrow which I got in a week or two back and I really hadn't done anything with it. Uh, so I finally sat down and put him together. Um, did a little organization in the hobby room. Uh, I've still got a ways to go. I need to buy a paint rack. That's one of the things I'm shopping for right now. I've got, I need to find some way to organize uh, all this paint that I've got all over my painting table. Um, so I've been doing a little shopping on that and uh got the airbrush i cleaned it right before i went to adepticon so i got that put back together and tomorrow i'm going to be shooting paint through it uh getting back on the word bearers full tilt and that's my plan for tomorrow i'm off tomorrow so um i want to work on getting uh, i've got some more tactical marines i need to get base coated and i need to base coat my second sakar inventor that i bought at adepticon so i've got yeah i know i've got that bad boy it's put together um actually used a uh so i put it together at adepticon thinking i'm going to use it since i left mine at home and then i got the loaner of the laser vindicator from uh from nathaniel uh from uh, war jammy from rc3k i got that loaner from him so i did not use it but uh talking to david samson uh, i was talking about washing it because looking at it i mean it's got yeah, it's, it's not super shiny. I've had a lot worse models, but there's no way I was going to start putting primer paint on it and the way it looked. And he was explaining how um, what he does a lot of times is hit it with a matte coat 
and then put the primer over the matte coat and go from there. And he said it will save you that washing step. Really? That's what he said. So I'm going to try it out. Um, if I'm going to do it, if I get the primer to stick and uh, look, you know, make sure everything looks okay, I'll shoot the first coat of red onto it and uh, try it again, test, you know, see if anything's peeling or let it sit for a day or two. So I'm not in any hurry with it. So I can afford to, to test it. And if it needs to get dunked and a simple green and, and restarted, not a big deal. But uh, I'm going to try it out. I mean, it's put together. I really didn't want to soak it or wash it since it already built it. But uh, uh, Samson had told me about that while I was at DuckCon. So I said, oh, you know, I'm going to try that out. So it's supposed to be a good good day tomorrow. No rain in the forecast, I think. So I'll get out in the garage and I get that done as well. But uh, that's that's really it as far as hobby progress. Not a whole lot going on. Just finally starting, starting to get rolling again on my personal stuff, slowly but surely. And uh, I want to get a game in the next couple of weeks. So wanna, the other goal this weekend is to get back working on detail work on the stuff I took to Adepticon. Uh, so that way, when I get a game in, hopefully in the next two weeks before we go down on the 30K, uh, my stuff will look, uh, be in better shape than it was for Adepticon. Are you going to take your, your army to Alamo? Um, you know, I don't know. I was thinking about it. Uh, my wife's going, so I don't know outside of the event if I'm going to be able to get like a game in on Sunday. Um, no, my wife's going. I think she's going to hang out with Jay's wife because Jay's wife is going. So, oh no, I'm kind of torn. Are you taking yours? My army? Uh, no, no. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be too stack deep with just table stuff and like yeah. fun things to even try and get a game in. But yeah, that's 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 kind of what I was thinking too. Um, a couple of the a couple of the guys from San Antonio had mentioned like, oh, bring your stuff. We'll try to get a game. But you know the reality of it. Even looking back at Stiff Two, you know, I got no games in that weekend as much as I wanted to. There's so many cool people that I would have loved to have played, and I think it's going to be the same thing with this uh, this weekend in San Antonio. So yeah, probably at the end of the day, probably probably won't bother taking it. That's such a bummer. It's such a bummer. Like <laughs> where, where where we're at right now. Like you know. I love playing and I love getting games in and then it's just kind of like, oh, well, unfortunately I got responsibilities. <laughs> I got to I got to do things. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. That's that's the same thing. I came back from Adepticon. Of course, that was several days of gaming right there, which was awesome. But uh, you know, I really want to get some games going and uh heard about that uh that event coming up in July in San Antonio today. Um that uh, Golar Two twenty seconds putting on, so I got I got pretty excited about that, man. Uh, I'm I'm gonna plan on going, I think, and uh, getting getting my game on that weekend. Yeah, that uh that really changed the um the speed at which I decided to work on these Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. So really, it's the way I'm gonna position it is it's gonna be Blood Angels or bust. Right, right. If I don't have a playable painted army by July, then I'm not gonna go. But if I do, then I'm going to go and I'm going to go play. Nice. So, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be like one of those get it done before sign up thing, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. Like, cause I don't want to sign up and then back out. So, yeah, I, I don't know when they're opening sign up. I, just, I took a quick look earlier and I didn't see any date on that. So, you know, we still got, it's a few months out. So I'm assuming sign up will be in the next couple of months sometime. Um, yeah, I definitely understand that. I want to get a, 
get the word bearers top notch. Well, I mean, it won't be hundred percent top notch. Uh, that's my goal for Adepticon next year is to have them just, just as badass as possible, just as far as all the details, um, all of that. So, but I think I'll be a, a lot farther along come mid July. And, uh, I think I'm gonna try my hand at a little demon summoning when we go to that as well. So <laughs> finally fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully, well, not hopefully, the, the next game I play, and this is just like a spoiler alert for whoever I play next, uh, I'm going to try demon summoning. Um, I've got the demons. I've got the dudes that can summon demons. Uh, I'm going to put it on the table and see what happens with it. Uh, you know, talking to uh, to Kimmel and, and the stuff he does with his word bearers um, and just the stuff I've read, I, I really want to see if I can make a go of it. And uh, cause there's some demon models I wouldn't mind ordering. Uh, like Samus, for example, but I, I kind of don't want to order it until I see if I'm actually going to like that play style. Can you summon a Samus? Like, um, or do you have to like take him points wise? Well, there's so there's a couple of different ways you could roll this. Um, with one of the summoning, I don't have my book right here with me, but one of the summoning powers you can uh, you can basically turn your dude into uh, into a badass demon. So one thought was, well, I could have him for that. He could just represent the demon prince or whatever the, the badass demon was that you turn into. Um, the other thought was, I've, with the amount of demons that I got through uh, that pick that Josh did for me, um, I've actually got enough. I was looking at it the other day. I've got enough to ally. So if you ally, you can take Samus. I believe you can run him as the HQ. I've got a... You know, I may get corrected on that, people listening. Um, I haven't done all the research on it, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Not a big deal. But uh, just at first glance, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So we'll see. I've got to look at it. Like I said, I don't want to order him until I for sure, one, do I like summoning demons and playing with that playstyle, And two, how am I, how am I going to be able to use this model? Because it's, it's not a cheap model to order, so... <laughs> you definitely got to put it all under perspective. It's like, like I need to know if I can actually put this guy on the table. Like that's how I feel about like 95% of models. Like it's like, dude, this is a badass model, but I can't play it. So I guess I'll never buy a hell hammer. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of examples I think you could do with that. But, uh, I don't know. We had a whole conversation on the Facebook page today. Um, or I had it this evening. It was going on throughout the day, and I was catching up when I got off from work. Uh, people were talking about it. it was a guy who was interested in word bearers, and uh, one of the other posters had talked about that uh, that demon summoning and demon allies being the thing that made word bearers good. So I was like, well, you know, I, I don't think that's the end all be all. I don't. I think that's an added bonus to them. So I, I want to test that out. I want to see, okay, does this totally change the way I look at word bearers? I don't think it will because just looking at the, the characters that you can take and the, the special units that you have access to already that are very fluffy and very fitting, especially with kind of the backstory I've, I've worked on for my word bearers. Um, oh, I just want to see if that assessment, how true is that assessment? Yeah. You know, I think I think if you don't like it, you could always fall back on the Galvor Bach, <laughs> like like as as much as that kind of sucks that you have to like rely on like such a, a powerful unit, but they are right. fucking legit. <laughs> like, oh no doubt, those guys were uh, those guys were rock stars for me at Adepticon, man. Um, yeah, 
they you know they they took their lumps and i didn't i didn't lose models you know off the table but anytime they came out one i mean just the sight of them coming out people were like fuck we gotta you know we gotta get clear um but uh yeah they did work man anytime i threw them at something they did if they couldn't kill it they at least would tie it up for a while so just so many wounds man yeah you've got you've got the great wounds um you've got uh, of course they've got the involve one of the things with i didn't run zardu at adepticon but um one of the things looking at some of the options for him you know running zardu if you run zardu and you're able to get a cursed earth you can bump their involve to four up so that's gonna give them that nice little pick me up um if they start getting beat on with with heavy heavy weapons um, yeah, there's just a lot of cool stuff, man. And again, they're just super, super, super fluffy. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of things. They got a lot of things going for them. They're definitely word bearers. They're definitely powerful. They've, they're just all around good. Just uh, not very shooty. No, they're yeah, you know, they're not. That is the one thing. Um, you know, they've got bolters. Uh, you can change out, and I know uh, Simon, one of our TFL legionnaires. Um, he had sent some pictures of a couple of his works in progress that he's working on and he's doing some kit bashing, which looks great just from the pictures, but he's modeling them with some of the alternate weapons that you could take. Um, so, um, I think that's pretty cool because you can take, uh, you, know, you can take different, you can take different power weapons. You can do lightning claws, you can do uh, plasma pistol, uh, but they come modeled with uh, bolt pistol or bolter and uh, just their claws. So that's a kind of, you kind of got the option there if you want to dig in and start doing some modeling of your own. I didn't know they had all these different upgrades to them. Yeah. I mean, it's not a ton, but you could take, um, yeah, there's a couple of different power weapon options. A power ball is one one of them. I think on the dark apostle, you can take a tainted weapon, um, if you don't want to take a power weapon, uh, like I said, you've got the plasma pistol. I think you can take flamers. Uh, yeah, you've got you've got a little a few little options you can pick from to trade out some of their weapons. Well, that's tight. I'm gonna have to remember that next time I play Simon. He, just, <laughs> he pretty much just gave away his list. Yeah, sorry, Simon. <laughs> yeah, apologize in advance for the ass beating. So that's what you've been working on. Yeah, that's, like. that's it. I'm looking forward to seeing them play it on the table, dude. Like I, I feel like so like whenever there's some legions out there that when we saw them at Adepticon, that were kind of unknown to me, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, salamanders and stuff like that. You know, I was I was lucky that I didn't have to play anything like that, like you know salamanders. But uh, I was wondering about you guys. I was like, man, I was like these guys. Like we don't have a fist player, right. so they don't know about that. We don't have a oh we'll like. We have Simon, the Ultramarine player, but like to test out lists, you know, he's in San Marcos, so he doesn't get to, you know, y'all don't get to run tests against him. So y'all, mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of kind of worried about you guys. And once I once I first, you know, played against that, uh, like I knew how to handle world eaters, I knew how to handle uh, night lords, but whenever that uh, that word bears player came up, I was like, uh, I'm not really sure what I need to be doing right now. So yeah, it's. Yeah, I agree, man. It's definitely uh, one of the things that is really cool about events like that, you know, whether it's Adepticon or, or Alamo or 
or anything, you know, you do get to see those, those other armies that take you outside what you're used to, which I think is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, man, speaking of Alamo, I guess, uh, what, I guess, do you have, do you have a mission for Alamo? Did you? Yes. Um, I will have a mission. Uh, so I wasn't going to have a mission because we only had five tables, but then we went to the sixth table and so uh, the sixth table will end up being my mission. Um, that's the one I still haven't worked on yet. I've got the others. I think I've handed out three missions. Um, I've got one that's in almost ready to go. Uh, I might sit down and try to knock it out tonight. And then uh, just the last couple to, to wrap up. But yeah, it's uh, that sixth table. Now, I say that, but we did have uh, Aaron contacted me last week, and he's got the weekend off, and he wants to come to Alamo and help. So I may put him on the sixth table and just stay as a wandering fluffer. Wandering fluffer. Yeah, just a backup fluffer, wandering fluffer, uh, whatever title you want to give it. Um, but he was a... The last time I talked to him, I just need to double check with him. But if he isn't able to go, then I'll fluff that sixth table and that sixth mission. So all of us will be uh, be, be working on that. And uh, that's also um, my goal the next uh, next few days to get that finished out. I think I've got the, the people that were actually building tables specifically for this, um, like you and Weber. Y'all have got y'all's missions. Uh, Josh, of course, he's out of town right now, but he got his those were the the three big ones i wanted to get out quick because i know those were you, you guys were the ones that had mentioned you know, had very specific things you had in mind you wanted to build so i want to get those out so we, y'all could you know do your thing on those tables yeah i uh i've been working on those big plumes quite a bit just trying to get them ready i actually got all the battery packs in today so people people out there aren't going to know what i'm talking about but, <laughs> until after it happens but that's uh, gonna be so cool. The pictures I've seen, I'll just say that. Pretty, so, pretty sweet. Yeah, the only thing that I can't figure out, or um, we may just have to. Oh, sorry about that. We may just have to use the uh, like some objective markers or something. Uh, I haven't like I was I was looking for some sort of like communication arrays, like satellites or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I don't know if they're MDF or anything like that, or like find something. Uh, but I can't, man. I'm having like a lot of trouble finding something like that. And I don't want to order the, the, the century, uh, tarantulas with the satellites on them. Oh yeah. That's, too much. that's quite a bit down the, <laughs> that I'll use one time. But, uh, for any of you guys listening out there, I need five of those, like preferably something I can throw together real quick. I, I could make something and it just wouldn't look very good. And I don't want to like sacrifice the the look of the table for i don't know i'll probably have to use objective markers or something what size are you looking at uh not very big like what i would imagine is like a command console like probably fit on a 40 millimeter base and like it's a it's something where you like an objective where somebody would go up to it and like type something into a computer then it would, you know, transmit a signal out. So like little little communication beacons. Oh, well, I, I might have you covered on that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. For stiff two, uh, I had ordered from um, 
a company on eBay, uh, and I, we ended up not using them, so I've still got them. But I've got four or five, I think five. Uh, they're they're computer terminals. It's uh, they it's a stand, and you've got a keyboard platform, and you've got a screen that's that's opposite of that. That so <laughs> it, it just uh, yeah. I mean, if that's what you need, dude, I got you covered, man. I've got it here with my little hobby stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. I need five of them. Oh, okay, I believe I have five. So I think you just solved your problem right there. All right, crisis averted, people out there. <laughs> crisis averted. Well, I had this idea, and we just I just plain ran out of time for Stiff Two. But the I was going to use them in the Zomortalis game, so I ordered them, and uh, they came in. But uh, as we were getting everything else ready, and then trying to work on Adepticon stuff for myself, uh, they just kind of went by the wayside. I think they're primed. That's as far as I got with them. So. Yeah, you can put them on whatever bases you need, but uh, yeah, dude, they're little uh, little computer terminals, basically, uh, space marine size. So I could just imagine a space marine trying to use a computer terminal. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not that the you know because it's not made for space marines. You know these these terminals. Right. If they made everything space marine compatible, everything would be just gigantic. Like have you ever seen those uh, like those blind assist keyboards they're all like huge they're massive they got those huge buttons they're all yellow like i feel like that's what a space marine's keyboard would look like like he because his fingers are so huge and he's in power armor he's just oh like have have you ever read the uh the nightmarks trilogy uh no i haven't okay so there's a scene i can't remember which book it's in and i bridges if you're listening you can tell us or remind us but there's a scene where uh the, the main characters are fighting on the ground, and uh, the one of the main characters, his uh, his servant, his manservant, who's human, is basically trained as a pilot, and he calls on him to do a, a strafing run with the Thunderhawk, and it describes him sitting in the cockpit and trying to operate the Space Marine size controls. And that's just what I was thinking about, this little dude in there, and you've got these big-ass buttons and... You know, probably throttle that's like the size of your arm, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to manhandle it. <laughs> what's what's funny is like you know that like they make Space Marine stuff bigger just for Space Marines and all that. But when a Space Marine tries to do anything else normal, it's not like it, it's everything's too small for them. Yeah. It's got to be frustrating all the time. Like if you're ever trying to bring a world into compliance and you're. It's like let's clear this room out, but you're eight foot tall and your shoulders are like six foot wide, so you're just busting through doorways and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I could just see they they're they're in this this palace or whatever. They're trying to find the leader of this world, and they come to the throne room, and his the leader's like flunky's there, and is like I've got the leader on on the uh, on the Vox, and the Vox is like the size of a, a Samsung, you know. <laughs> cell phone and he hands it to the space marine and the space marine's like how the fuck do I even use this like he's like no just push the button push the button right there for speakerphone I, just, I don't know <laughs> just ooh ooh crushes it <laughs> shit uh, just like just like that scene from Zoolander where they're trying to use the computer oh, to, the to little... inside the computer <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah that's pretty funny so yeah, when you said uh, that the that the console was Space Marine size, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, it's made for Space Marines, not people, yeah. not peoples. 
but it, yeah because it's something i never until i read that novel i never thought about it but um the the author and i think adb wrote the wrote those novels if i remember correctly it's been years since i've read them uh, but he made a specific point to talk about the challenges that this loyal manservant uh, went through, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, to to pilot this Thunderhawk and do this strafing run. Oh, because the other thing is the, uh, the 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 Night Lords were in the Land Raider because it was a Thunderhawk transporter. That's what it was. So they had a Land Raider strapped under it. So he had to swoop down and drop the Land Raider, and then he had to come back and strafe. For what they were oh i think they were fighting a warhound titan i think that's what he had to come back down and strafe i'm gonna have to go look up this specific scene you're talking about and yeah get it all get it all together yeah my, my fragment of memory from like four or five years ago is uh murdering the story i'm sure but uh you get the gist of it it, it reminds me of uh that william king um space wolf whenever ragnar's all pissed at Ulrich the slayer mm-hmm. and uh He's like wants to kill him for for bringing back Bjorn like back to life. Bjorn is like his rival or something like that. Right. And then like Ulrich's like, hey, you want to kill me? Here, take my chainsword. <laughs> and like he can't <laughs> fucking lift it. Like they're so heavy. I was like, like, what's the matter, pussy? Can't can't lift it. Come on, you want to kill me? Kill me. Use this. Use my chainsaw blade. <laughs> he's all putting his neck right up to it. He's like, come on, just just thumb the button. <laughs> just thumb the button. You can't push it too much too much for you. All right, cool. You listen to me. Yeah, you had your chance, buddy. <laughs> My rules now, son. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly. I can see that going down. Yeah. So yeah. Back back on topic. Yeah, oh, preparing okay. preparing for Alamo. That's that's kind of that's where I'm at on that one. Getting everything ready for my table. My uh, I gotta send you my other four secondaries, but like those are done. Yeah. Cool. Pretty yeah. I'm excited about it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to for people to run my table. Like, I feel like a game master. Like, for anybody that comes to my table, it's like, yes, come sit at my table. <laughs> and get you a little green cloak to uh, to wear. <laughs> I don't know what you've seen on the other tables, but this wasn't. You're not ready. You, you sound like the guy that does our intro. That's just it's crazy. <laughs> like the, the game master and that and that old timey news reporter are the same guy. <laughs> I'm gonna announce it every time they come to the table. Like every every time there's like I'm gonna announce like a newsreel. It's like on the last episode <laughs> Four tanks were lost. Oh the fuel, the flames are burning. Oh yeah, I, I think people are gonna be totally psyched, man. They see the when they play the missions, they see the tables and uh just the, the whole narrative aspect to it. Uh, oh man, hopefully it's something that uh that if they haven't seen it before, that they really dig it. I know looking at the attendees list, there's a lot of people on there that I don't recognize. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I don't know if they're new. I don't know if, as far as new to 30K. I don't know if they are just been playing 30K and uh, haven't really run across them on the different forums. But uh, regardless, I think it's going to be exciting to get, to get some new faces around. And uh, along with the old faces, people we already know that's going to be there from previous events. Dude, that's like that's what that's the coolest part is like every like I saw the the list and I saw you know people like Gunner and stuff like that like stiff two people mm-hmm. and then you start seeing like new people going you're like what who's this guy who's yeah. this guy I've never seen this army like you, I'm I'm totally excited to meet these new people and you know yep and then we're also gonna have folks who know the Depticon there so uh, <sighs> Joel Joel Ivy and Barth. What about that Luke guy? Is Luke going? Did he sign up? 
Uh, I no, no, I don't believe. Didn't I don't have a Luke on my list. Oh, bummer. But yeah, he was from Houston. Houston. Okay. Yeah, because I think I'd asked him if he knew uh, Colin or any of the Houston guys, and and he did not. So, well, it's a bummer, man. I need to need to get him on South Texas 30K and uh, get him interacting with everybody. For sure. So yeah. yeah. You want to announce like what we're going to be doing with the Vox? Oh shit, man. Um, yeah. So this, I mean, this is totally your baby, dude. Uh, you know, Michael has, uh, put and, together, I'm uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. That was a shower idea, by the way. Like that was one of those, <laughs> like I have like the best ideas I have are in the shower and I'm like, dude, that'd be cool. I wonder how I can make that happen. And that was totally shower idea this morning. And then like, just got everything ordered today. Well, why don't, why don't you go ahead and, uh, I'll, I'll lay the groundwork and then you can tell us, tell us what's going to happen with it. Okay. Lay the groundwork. All right, man. Uh, so stiff two, uh, we had a, a loudspeaker, a loud hailer, if you will. Um, but there's so many people, there's so much going on. Even with that thing turned up really loud, it, uh, it wasn't real effective unless you got everyone kind of grouped within 20, 25 feet of you. And so for Alamo, we had discussed a couple of weeks ago, like, Hey, how are we going to make announcements and how are we have some, some specific ideas, especially with regards to uh, throwing some some narrative surprises and, and communicating to people. How are we going to do that? Because we're actually going to be in the same room as the 40K GT. So, Which is like 70 plus people. Yeah, it's going to be loud in there. And uh, I we knew that the, the loudspeaker was not going to work. I mean, we could bring it and we could turn it up, but... You know, I think all we'd be doing is pissing off 40K players and 30K players wouldn't be able to hear it anyway. So uh, that's kind of where we stopped the conversation. Then today I'm at my meeting and I'm, uh, uh, my, my cell signal was pretty bad where I was at. So I was getting intermittent uh, updates on the conversations and I, I see this genius idea come through. So what we're going to do is we found these like super cheap radios, <laughs> like little portable radios that have like a scan button, a volume, like the, the volume is off low or high, but they, they hang on your lanyard and they're just like these little baby radios that go on your lanyard and they come with headphones and all that stuff. And what we're going to be doing is we got a like seven watt, uh, FM transmitter. So it's, it's like, I saw some reviews on it. Like people were talking like, they could FM transmit a radio signal like two miles from their house Oh wow! with this thing. So we're going to be broadcasting on a radio station inside uh, Alamo GT. And so we'll be putting all of our announcements over the radio. So all you have to do is just pop your earbuds in whenever we're making announcements and we're not going to have to scream or anything like that or, you know, interrupt other games. And you can just – we might even – we might even play some music. So if you want to jam out to <laughs> Lady Gaga <laughs> while you're getting your game in. A little poker face while you're uh, <laughs> rolling some dice. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're going to, we're, we're going to have like this Vox and we call it the Vox network that we're going to have amongst all the guys. So you can just like uh, pop your little radio on and you can hear announcements and everything. Kind of like we'll, we'll do the, we'll even do the, the weather alert signal that, <laughs> <laughs> every time there's a an update coming through 
dude, I'm, I'm so excited about this idea because everything we've talked about, like how to make the narrative more immersive and really, you know, make people feel that they're in this battle. Cause I know we've talked like, you know, how can we talk like directly, like the loyalists are being talked to by the loyalist fluffer and only they hear what the loyalist fluffer is saying. Well, now we could do that. We got to, you know, tune to channel four, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think it's going to be really damn cool. The, just the different stuff that's going to open us up to. And uh, I think, you know, and I, now looking even farther ahead, you know, we'll kind of play test it and, and use it at Alamo, but how I'm already thinking like all the different stuff we might be able to do with it for Stiff 3. Yeah, man. All this, like, all this stuff that we're trying out on Alamo is ultimately in preparation for Stiff 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want, we, want, we want people's heads to explode when you come to Stiff 3. I mean, <laughs> you'll, you'll probably have a mild headache after Alamo 30K, but... We want to just literally explode your head when you come to uh, to Stiff Three. If we just put so much passion behind the events we hold, yeah, it's you know I, I think it's one of those things. I and mean, we were laughing about it earlier, you know, not getting to play because we're we're running stuff. But you know, I remembered back to to when I played D anD D. This is years back. I played D anD D pretty regularly, and dude, I enjoyed running the game as much or more than playing it. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling that again. I mean, not that I don't enjoy playing 30K because I do, I love it. But just the planning and yeah, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of stuff going on, especially with real life. You know, I'm not 21 and no care in the world. You know, it's a little bit different now finding time to, to do all this, but uh, just the planning aspect and thinking like, oh man, how, how can we make this so much fun for the people that come to play this event? How That's, can How can we take care of these guys? Yeah. How can we how can we make them have the best possible time? Yeah, because that's that's what's about, man. I mean, heresy, I think, is is the game. Um, you know, it really it says the gentleman's game, our, our game, our favorite game, if you will. And uh, you know, we just want to share our vision with it and, and get people excited about it. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, and we see this. You know, we're seeing more events start to come up. But you know, the the hope is that as the player base expands and people become comfortable with it that you're having more people running events so that we can just pick up and go play somewhere like oh there's an event in san antonio okay let's go you know go to houston for an event and that way we can we can get our game on as well that's what i'm really hoping for ultimately like i want to be able to like once a month like canada style just event every week yeah yeah, and I, I think the Texas scene is strong. It's going to be strong enough. I think it's getting strong enough that we could see that. I really do. That I think this time next year, uh, I think that, that with the way the heresy is growing in Texas and the way the excitement is building, uh, the way people are, are utilizing social media now, that I really think that you're going to see these events start to become more commonplace to where, yeah, we had, you know, you mentioned Canada. I think Australia um, is another good example of, of a place where they have events on a super frequent basis. Whereas, you know, we were talking about it on the way to Adepticon and, you know, between last year's Adepticon and the most recent Adepticon, there was no 30K event the, that we could attend, at least at least within driving distance. Mm. So, you know, I really, I think that's going to change. I do see that changing. So that's, that's exciting. I think it's a, it's an exciting time for the hobby. 
Just waiting for the flip, dude. Just waiting, yeah. waiting for the flip. This whole boat's gonna go. Just waiting for it. <laughs> we're we're gonna be in the water, man. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And then we're gonna get our game. Then we're gonna have so many games where we're like, oh man, I, I you know, I, I just gotta I just went to an event. Like I can't go so soon. That's what that's how I want it to be. Like, you know, oh man, there's another event already. Awesome. <laughs> that's ultimately what I'm hoping for. So yeah. all you guys in Texas out there, start planning events so we can go to them. Yes, because we we will we will come to your event. Uh, the Forgotten Legion 30K has committed to if you're throwing a 30K event, someone's going to try to be there. Oh yeah, I think uh, here pretty soon I'm going to go to that. The guys from uh, CZ Initiative are going to hold their event, and I'm super ready for that. That's awesome. Have they given a date for that yet? Uh, they believe they're going to try and do it sometime in October. Is what they're saying. Oh, sweet. So I'm going to try and get get that going. And then also Ryan's throwing his event. He's talking like 60 people. So that'll be in Indianapolis. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be a pretty, pretty interesting year to say the least with events. He's talking about a 60 man event too. And he's got the venue and everything already picked up. That's awesome. That, so, that is awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. I can't wait to see what next year looks like. I can't wait to go to Adepticon next year and like see what, what, how many new entries they have and stuff like that. And then, you know, of course, right before that, we'll have Stiff 3. And I'm actually kind of, you know, we, we've, I mean, we've put so much planning into it already. And it's so far off. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're, like, we're picking up tables. We're putting terrain together in preparation for an event that's a year out. And yeah. I, I can't wait to, like, you know, to see what level of, like, well, how many people are there, you know what what characters we meet you know it's gonna be so sweet yeah i, I i'm with you 100 percent, man i'm really i'm really thinking we'll double our attendance from stiff three i mean stiff two to stiff three and uh i think it's entirely possible i think the uh the player base is, is here in texas and i think also that uh, as we've met people and people see what uh tfl's about and what we want to have happening yeah i think we're going to get folks like sean uh, who are going to travel from out of state to uh, to come to our event? Yeah, I know Samson uh, has said if if at all possible, he's gonna he'll be at Stiff Three. So I mean, you've already got out of state people saying, "Hey, we're going to try to be there." I so, like all the I like all the questions we get already. Like all the hey, when is Stiff Three? It's like well, we don't know yet. It's like, well, keep me updated. It's like yeah. okay, yeah, exactly. That's that's all I hear. Well, just let us know as soon as you have a date, man. As soon as you have a date. And uh, we we will as soon as we set a date, and uh, we will be letting you guys know in plenty of time to to make uh, travel arrangements, to make vacation arrangements, um, to so you can be here in South Texas with us and uh, get a get a weekend of heresy going. Oh, it'll be such a sweet weekend too. I know, I know, but we're not there yet. We got a lot of stuff to win here and there. Yep, we'll get Alamo GT out of the way, and then we'll get. <laughs> this other gar these these other events coming up yeah well these you know they, we'll get alamo 30k uh, once we get past that then like i said we'll hopefully looking at you know we'll play at golar and uh, see what other events are going to come up to play at and uh just you know the latter part of the year be focusing on on stiff three planning and of course adepticon planning once we hit fall it's going to be time to start adepticon planning again so but just, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to think about but it's going to be here before we know it yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what the the meta at Alamo looks like. Dude, the armies right now are all over the map. We've got a really good cross section of uh, 
what players are bringing. Um, I know the last I looked, and this has been a few days back, I think the teams, I think the traders had one more player than the loyalists at this point. Um, but the, the teams were pretty, pretty evenly, pretty evenly matched as far as like I said, army choices. I'm actually going to pull it up here. And, uh, I was actually surprised to see some, some book six armies in there. Like yeah, yeah, some white scars, uh, some blood angels in there. Yeah. So, uh, you want me to give you a rundown? I got the spreadsheet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, just gonna go from top to bottom. Uh, we've got Imperial Militia. Now, I've talked to the player, and uh, he said that he's waiting on some models. So, if they don't, if he's not ready in time, he's gonna play Alpha Legion. So, okay. Imperial Militia or Alpha Legion. Um, we've got uh, Alpha Legion. Uh, led by Ottilian Score, or yeah, Score, I guess is how you say it. Um, we've got White Scars, uh, Ultramarines with uh, Gilman. We've got uh, Dark Mechanicum with Scoria as uh, leading that force. Is that Colin? That is Colin. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. He's been uh, working on his Kitbash Scoria. Uh, we've got Emperor's Children led by Fulgrim. Uh, we've got Salamanders led by Cassian Draco. Uh, the see, new the new casting draco old casting draco or um i guess I, does... i'm not sure i i reached out that's daryl um i reached out to him and he hasn't responded because he had some questions um uh, uh as far as uh army composition and shattered legions versus no shattered legions so i answered those questions so i'm waiting to hear back from him on how he's gonna gonna respond to that gotcha okay yeah. i didn't know that, i didn't know that daryl's in it that's tight I'm yeah excited. He, was, he was one of the first people to sign up so he's 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 good to go. Um, we've got Death Guard led by uh, Talos Typhon. We've got Solar Ox. Uh, we've got Sons of Horus led by Horus himself. We've got that's a Gunner bringing that. <clears throat> we've got Death Guard led by Mortarian. So you'll have Mortarian and Talos uh, Typhon on the field. Uh, we've got the Raven Guard led by Korax. Uh, we've got another Alpha Legion led by Alpharius. We've got World Leaders uh, led by Angron. Uh, we've got Dark Angels with the Nemean Lion special character. Uh, we've got another Raven Guard player. We've got Imperial Fist led by Dorn. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that kit bash. Uh, me either. And I'm especially excited because you know how crazy I am about this fluff for the, the Xana incursion in Book 6. So Dorn in the story is actually the guy he's working with uh with Malkador on on trying to get the uh the leaders of Xana to come to the, the Imperium side, to side with the Imperium. Yeah, so he's Dorn, not very friendly. Yeah, no, no. He's kind of a dick about it. He's like, Well, yeah, you guys don't want to play ball, I'll, I'll declare you guys are you know traitors. Fuck y'all. But it's all it's all a ploy. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's got you know, it's all you know, wheels within wheels kind of stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool that uh, this dude's bringing Dorn. Uh, we've got Night Lords. Uh, Night Lords players bring a Sevatar and Curse. That's going to be a brutal list. I uh, can't wait to see that, dude. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, we've got Iron Hands, and we've also got Iron Hands with Ferris Manus. Wow, two Iron Hands players. Yep, two Iron Hands players. Uh, one is Scott Unger, and one is Greg Edder. Wow. Uh, we've got uh, Salamanders led by Vulcan. So we'll have two Salamanders players. And I've got one player that has not sent me what he's playing yet. 
So it's probably Alpha Legion. If it's you know, <laughs> if he's taking this long. Yeah, it probably is. So I've got a now that I'm sitting here looking at the spreadsheet. Uh, just a reminder: I need to email this dude this week again and ask him. Um, say what's up. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what the that's what it looks like. We've got. Let me just uh, sort to loyalist only. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine loyalists. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine trader. And what are my blanks? And then I've got some people I haven't assigned yet. Uh, so one, two, three, four. I've got five players that don't have a faction assigned to them yet. But I mean, in, which I need to now because one of them is Imperial Fist. So you know they're going to be loyalists. Definitely a traitor. <laughs> uh, Dark Angels loyalist. Uh, Amber Children traitor, especially with Fulgrim and uh, Barth. Oh Barth, we should leave it a mystery as to what Barth is going to be. He's Alpha Legion. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, he told me he's like he would play whichever side the story called for, which I thought was way cool of him. Martha's just a cool cat all around. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, he he sent me this great email, um, really just uh, you know almost like in character, uh, talking about his army and what he was bringing, and um, yeah, dude. So he's he's one of those folks that that after meeting him, especially you know, glad to see him signed up for this event. I'm glad he's in Texas, so we'll see him a little more often. Uh, at different stuff going on, so pretty pretty pumped about that. But yeah, the field the field is pretty uh, pretty evenly split, man. Like I said, it's uh, trying to see what do we not have here. I mean, there's yeah, there's armies obviously not represented. There's no word there's no word bearers. I don't see. Uh, I didn't hear any iron warriors. Like I'm really surprised I didn't hear Perturabo no. showing up. I'm a little shocked by that too. Uh, no no party. When do you so. guys let drop the ball on that one? <laughs> well, as opposed to, you know, the Stiff 2, which we had several Iron Warriors players, and Adepticon, which had several Iron Warriors players. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be nice. I'm looking forward. So, to me, I'll just tell you what I'm looking forward most to seeing on the table. One, the Emperor's Children, because well, I think they're a cool force. So, I want to see what this player has done with them. Um, I'm, Imperial Militia is another one that, in the back of my mind, at some point when I get caught up, I want to, to buy into that for my water bearers as a as a ally force. And then, um, yeah, those are probably the two I'm looking forward to mo- seeing most. I'm looking forward to seeing those white scars. I mean, hands down, I want to see how the white scars are run. I want to see somebody play some white scars. I want to see some white scars on the table. I know their rules aren't great. Like, uh, they're... They're not what I expected them to be, mm-hmm. but I'm really looking forward to seeing somebody play them and just, you know, full hit and run, full out flank, just bikes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna be gonna be pretty pretty badass, honestly. So yeah, so it's uh looks like some good matchups, man. It's gonna be sweet. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for everybody playing. And then, of course, you know, I think what makes it, like, so much more interesting is the fact it's going to be a 2v2 mm-hmm. for each table. And, like, that is a completely different play style. It leaves so much more room for, uh, um, I guess, for error because you have somebody who's going to, you know, back you up and fill in your weakness for you. 
So I'm right. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of teams are paired up. You know, I want to see that uh, that Peril Fist slash you know White Scar matchup or something like that. It's gonna be sweet. I'm I'm so looking forward to some of these matchups that we're gonna see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's gonna be some some really cool stuff on the table. So. Yeah, so you guys uh, listening at home, if you're not able to make it out to San Antonio to play or come see this event, uh, just look out for pictures, and uh, we'll have some, uh, I'm sure, some video interviews with players like we did from Stiff Two. So we'll keep you guys updated throughout the day. Yeah, we won't leave. Certainly. We won't leave in the dark. And then, of course, we'll have a a recap episode for you guys, so we can you can hear about all the cool stuff that you missed out on because you didn't want to come to Texas. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to Texas. Yeah. All right, man. So that's uh, pretty much, I guess, really dove into Alamo GT. I guess yeah. that's the biggest thing coming up. So, you know, we really didn't have a whole bunch to talk on. Nothing really came out in the Forge World land. So, except for the Space Wolves, which we kind of we kind of talked about a touch base on. Yeah. I know it's they weren't that exciting. They look good, but. I, I think until we see until we get closer to the book release and we see some specific stuff uh, model wise coming out for them, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool that the the torsos and all that's out, and I I do like that Forge World is pushing to get these torso upgrades and stuff out ahead of time, as opposed to waiting. Um, but yeah, I think the really cool stuff for Space Wolves has yet to be seen. I hope so, man. I really do. I mean, I love those Mark Three to spoiler one with the. Uh, with the Mark III torsos, but uh, that's, all, that's all they got. That's all they gave us. Yeah. So, and the uh, the other thing, so we saw this week, uh, there's an event-only model this year, which I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I am super, super bummed, uh, almost too irritated. I won't go so far as to say I'm a little irritated that we did not get this model of Adepticon. Yeah. Um. It's a new Praetor model for you guys that haven't seen it. And um, Cataphractor Armor. Yeah, Cataphractor Armor. He's got a combi Volkite. Why the Cataphractor a... Armor, though? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. Who's I... who's running all these Cataphractor Armor term- uh, Praetors out there? Where are I, they? Where are they at, though? I, I think really cool. I think that's all it was with, with that, which I'm okay with that. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know that I would have gone... Because you've already got a Praetor with Cataphractor Armor available. So if it would have been me and, I, and you were to say, hey, you know, design a new Praetor, I probably just would have gone with Power Armor or Artificer Armor. I, I don't know that I would have done another Cataphracti. Yeah, there's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just salty. Like, it, it, it was all right. I wasn't super excited. The only, like, event-exclusive model I'd, like, jump out of my chair for is they were like, hey, yo, Strike Commander Mon or Cadus Next oh, yeah. event only model lost my shit. I would have just or oh, like yeah. an event only more attack. How tight would that be? Like how quickly would you jump on that? Yeah, I agree. I don't even I don't even run a more tat, but I'd buy that because yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah, you know, sold. Versus uh, the Cataphracti Terminator armor, like that. Yeah, I, this is a model I'd like to get. Um just from i'm not gonna say the completest part inside of me but i i i do run and i have run uh praetors with cataphractor armor and i do like the model uh, like i said i probably would have done him differently if he were if it was me designing him but i i think the other thing is 
I, when I go to an event like an Adepticon, especially since we're in the U.S. and we don't get Forge World Opens and we don't get Warhammer World Days, you know, in my mind, even if it's a model that I'm not super psyched about, at least have it there. At least say, hey, guys, you know, and, and maybe it wasn't done yet, but, I mean, it's a dude in Cataphractic Armor, so I kind of find it difficult to believe he wasn't done yet. <laughs> they were so, just hiding, hiding it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... And that goes back to, and we've talked about it on the webcast. And um, I, I was, while the, the guy running the Forge World booth was super cool and he talked to us the day early, um, I, I'm just a little, I'm still a little salty that they were, they, the booth was not set up as well as it was in years past. You know, they did not have the, I'm not even saying like bleeding edge releases. I'm talking like the Red Book, which it was out like, what, two weeks prior? Yeah. That was a super um, bummer. I mean, there, yeah. there's quite a bit of bummers going on. Like, yeah. I, I mean, we were planning on like being in line early, and it's like, how early do I need to wake up to be in line? And it's like, oh, never mind. Well, you know, I'm I'm really glad that we pulled the whole Mission Impossible and got in there before they opened. Yeah. Uh, to find out that hey, we don't need to bother waking up super early to come down here. <laughs> yeah, that was an extra hour of sleep that I was able to grab that Thursday morning. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, Forge World, if you guys are listening, you know, we love your product, we love your game, but if you're going to come to Adepticon, bring the cool shit, man. Bring, <laughs> the, bring the stuff that, that we're going to be jumping up and down to get, I'm not even saying get super early, but to get the weaker release. I mean, if, 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 if that, you know. I just want to say that I could have bought a pretty – good running car with the amount of money I put aside for Forge World that day. Like that's yeah. that's just what I'm gonna throw that out there. Forge World, you dropped the ball that day. Yeah, they're, dropped they're, the shit out of it. Yeah, because there were so all of us were you know when we were standing there talking to and I can't think of the gentleman's name, but that day before and uh, he mentioned he's like, oh I've got the Bellicosa um Ordinatus. I'm like fuck, you know I I really, while it's not as good, cool of a gun as the other Ordinatus, it's a cool looking model. And I'm like, dude, I would so buy it. If you got it, you know what? Let, let, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Oh, no, I don't have it. Never mind. Well, shit. You know, <laughs> and it's kind of the same way. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, Forge World next year, bring your cool stuff. Be there Be there with it early so that TFL can roll up and uh, buy the Stormbird. Buy the, yeah, buy the Stormbird, buy the Mastodon. Um, you know, you've got, you've got guys that are, are chomping at the bit, not just us. I mean, you've got a lot of heresy players and that we talked to that were, have been there years prior, uh, myself included, that were, they were shocked that, that we did not have. And again, I'm not even saying like early, super early release, but just tell week of releases. And then last year they had the Skillax Guardian Automata that went up for pre-order that Friday, well, they had them there. So you actually got them a couple of weeks early. The year before, you got book three like two weeks early. Um, and I think there was something else they had early that year. So, you know, just food for thought, guys. I mean, uh, you don't don't shortchange, uh, don't shortchange your, your U.S. fans when you come to our events. I know you guys spend a ton of money. I'm trying to uh, think what, what came out. They could have brought like the Space Wolf torsos. I know those were done. They could have brought the cataphractite terminator pads, shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there, there's a whole lot of things that could have happened. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just uh, we'll see next year. Um, see if they've changed any. I know talking to the guy running the booth, uh, they're expanding the booth again next year. He also says they were bringing licensed property next year, which I, I, I don't know what that means exactly. I know previous years they've had Black Library there. So I was part of me is wondering if they're going to bring Black Library back with them. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It remains to be seen, I guess. But uh, I'm sorry. That's way off topic, I guess, of what we were going to talk about. But just kind of my feelings on, on what's going on with Forge World at, at uh, events right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's how salty we were that we were talking about <laughs> them not releasing way too cool stuff the past <laughs> couple of weeks here. And, uh yeah, but you mentioned uh, you mentioned the cataphracti pads, and uh, dude, I I will admit I was I didn't expect these were coming out. Uh, it's because we because we had Pop Goes Monkey. Yeah, the, that's they, what they heard it. They heard that guy, and they're like, "Oh, we we can't let this guy do this." Uh, so if you if you're if you listen to our webcast, uh, go back a uh, week before last was it? Yep, weeks ago, and uh, we've got Matt from Pop Goes the Monkey. Uh, he does a lot of great designs that work with your awesome Forge World models and it's stuff to customize and make it your own. And he had done cataphracti pads. And he actually, if you watch that episode, he created a Word Bearers cataphracti pad set on air while we were talking. And it looked uh, legit by the time it was all over. Yeah, it, just amazing, amazing work. Uh, really cool stuff. So yeah, Forge World's got it out now. Um, which, you know, they've released some of the legions. They did not release all the legions. Uh, I would tell you, though, go check out Pop Goes the Monkey. Check out what Matt is doing. Um, you'll find, I, I think even if you say, oh, I'm going to order, you know, this from Forge World, you'll be able to, you know, just for example, you know, I'm going to get these World Eater pads from, from Forge World. Um, go see what he's got because that's another way to, to just continue customizing your army. You know, you might order some of these Forge World, but then you may say, hey, I'm going to get the Pop Goes a Monkey to go with it. Or say, I like Pop Goes a Monkey better and I'm because I like the design better. Like, yeah. I like his, his, he, his Sons of Horus. I, I, I don't care for the Forge World ones. He has so many, like, different options for each Legion, too. Like, that's kind of really what makes it, separates it, you know. Because you, when you get five, five pads, you, you, they're all rocking the same pad. You want to switch it up a little bit. You know, you can buy two different sets and have like have them all switched out, man. I I love it. I love his pads. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, check them out if you guys haven't. Uh, go check out that episode uh, Warhammer30k.com. You can find it there and uh, see what Matt's up to. Give his website a visit and uh, tell him Forgotten Legion sent you his way. For show. Sure. Make show. sure you go check him out. Cool. What you got next, man? Uh, you want to talk about touch base on the telethon? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so this is actually, yeah, this is the first that we're talking about it in public. Um, so you're probably wondering telethon, what, what are you guys talking about? So if you're a, uh, if you're a frequenter of any of the heresy Facebook pages out there, um, especially the Australia pages, uh, if you're a fan of Eye of Horus, which you should be, if you're not, go listen to these guys because they're badass. Um, but Freddie the Swede, um, he's somebody that's uh, 
uh, a big force in the hobby in uh, Sweden. Um, he runs, he's got an event coming up here in the next couple of weeks uh, called Lincoln. Or, I'm not sure. It's spelled L-I-N-C-O-N. So Lincoln, Lincoln, I'm not sure how you pronounce Lin- it. Lincoln, dude. Lincoln. Oh, see, I'm fucking it all up. Um, so he's running that. Uh, but what's going on is son was diagnosed uh, a while back with a, a form of muscular dystrophy. And so they've been running a, um, a fundraiser. Uh, Scattershot Painting is offering up a pro-painted warlord that if you donate to uh, Freddie's fundraiser and the money goes to, uh, let me tell you the exact group that it goes to here. Sorry, I should have had this pulled up. I apologize in advance. Uh, money goes to the parent project md.org. Um, what this is, this uh, funds research for um, this type of muscular dystrophy. It's called Duchenne or Duchenne. Um, it's a, a type of muscular dystrophy. That's what his son has. And so if you donate uh, $35, you get an entry into this Warlord Titan raffle that's going to be done uh, on October 16th after they've got a big event called the Burning of Scandus Prime. And so there's going to be a drawing after that. Um, you know, we, we know the I Horse guys. Uh, we've seen a lot, a lot of talk about Freddie and uh, what's going on with his son. And we talked about it, uh, the Forgotten Legion, we talked about it as a group, you know, what could we do to help? And so on June 18th, mark your calendars now, uh, June 18th, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are going to start a six-hour uh, telethon on air. Uh, it's going to be a live webcast uh, to raise money for this uh, parentprojectmd.org uh, research that's going on. And if you donate, it's also going to get you into the raffle. So the donations of $35 will get you into the raffle uh, for the warlord. Now, it's not to say that you have to donate 35 If you just want to donate 5 bucks, you you know, most certainly donate. Uh, but $35 is what gets you into that raffle. Which, and, just to just to clarify, the, the, it's just not a warlord. It is a scattershot painted warlord. Yes. Yeah, pro-painted. Uh, if you're curious, what does a scattershot pro-painted warlord look like? Go to warhammer30k.com, and there is a video... Uh, regarding Janus, that's a Josh's warlord that Scattershot pro painted in nine hours. Yeah, I'll show that, you what they com- can we'll show you what they can do in nine hours. You can only imagine how much time they're going to take on the actual warlord. I don't think yeah. I think it'd be a little bit more than nine hours. So, yeah, I think for sure, man. I think that that's uh, definitely. I mean, this is an awesome cause. And so you're, you're probably thinking like, well, what am I? You know, you're going to be on for six hours. You know, what's it going to be? Just you guys bullshitting? You know, I could see people wondering that. So you want to let folks know kind of what we've got planned, Michael? Yeah, for sure. So for the six hours we're going to be on there, uh, we're going to have drawings every hour. So if you donated within a certain hour, we'll have some ridiculous prizes. Like we, uh, we're really going all out on some of the, the prizes we're going to have. On, on We really don't want to talk about them, but every hour we'll donate something and we'll, mm. we'll draw for it and if, if you stay a part of the telethon for the six hours, 
not only will you get these different drawings for the prizes, but also on top of that, we're going to have uh, different members of the Warhammer Heresy podcast webcast community coming on and they'll each get their own little hour to talk and bullshit with us and you'll get to all of your all of your favorite faces that you like to see in here uh, will be there for the for the webcast podcast and maybe may some surprise faces you never know definitely some surprise faces too so uh yeah this is uh this is gonna be super exciting um one i don't know that i know as far as in the, the hobby goes there's never been a a webcast telethon um and certainly not to to for something like a great cause like this so it's gonna be exciting i think people if you're able to tune in i think you're gonna to want to tune in and check out what's going on uh, you're gonna to want to donate um to get your one to, to go to that great cause but to you know get your name in the the hat for that warlord pro painted by scattershot um i think that that and that's just gonna be awesome and and uh and just hang out with us and uh, talk gaming and talk squatch, you know, whatever else comes to mind. And uh, we'll have a good time with it. Six hours is such a long time to talk. I can't wait to see what comes up in conversation because it's not all going to be war gaming. Oh, I mean, no. it, we, we can barely hang on to an hour of straight war gaming talk. I can only imagine what it's going to look like when we're tough. It's, we have to keep it up for six hours. It's going to be sweet. There's going to be, there's going to be some, some stories told yeah, there, there's going to be some embarrassing stuff that you're going to hear about us. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And, uh, definitely, definitely worth checking in with us. Uh, after the, uh, Lincoln event that's going, I think that event is on May 7th. We're actually going to have Freddie the Swede on, uh, both, uh, should be, I believe on both the webcast and the podcast. So he's going to come on and uh, you guys can, you know, hear what he's got going on his neck of the woods as far as 30 K goes. And he'll talk, uh, talk about this cause that, uh, that everybody's donating for. So that's coming. That's super sweet. That's exciting. I've never, I haven't met the guy in person. I've, yeah, I've, I've messaged with him a few times now. Um, he's really excited to come on and uh, really pumped about the, uh, about the telethon. I'm pumped too. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I've got the whole weekend off that weekend. So if we decide to go longer, longer than six, six hours, I'll be game. <laughs> that should be, that's going to be, it's going to be rough. I have Horace. They record like 12 hour podcasts. So <laughs> it'll be, it'll be dropping yeah, the hat for sure. them. Something the tells me there's probably going to be some drinking going on. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And we need to get some black velvet to everybody. So so it'll be us drinking, giving away stuff that always ends up that ends up well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's when we, yeah, well, hell, we probably end up announcing stiff three date at that point. Who knows? That's how it works. By, by hour six, we're gonna be all, you know, you know, ten bottles into black velvet and uh, you know, stiff three. <laughs> all right. Well, man, that's it. That's all I got. I know we're we're pretty much hitting there in time now, so. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, same for me, man. Um, I think we caught everybody up. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with more RFI. We'll also be back next week with a brand new episode of TFL 30K Live. So uh, I'll be, I'm sure you guys are going to want to turn, tune into that uh, to hear what hijinks that the TFL crew has been up to and in, in their week away in the warp. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, all right man well i guess we're gonna close out we're gonna leave you guys with the sweet sweet sounds of lavin's fate uh check it out let us know what you think about these guys yeah guys y'all have a good night or right. day whenever you listen to us <laughs> enjoy it all right later on guys take it easy later
you.